Welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we are watching, discussing, and ripping into your favorite retro cartoons with a very special focus on the best worst among them all, Gem and the Holograms. I'm Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifice Jones. And today we are ripping into Gem Season 1, Episode 15, The Rock Fashion Book. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jocelyn, do you know what a rock fashion book is? I, am, I don't know what the fuck a rock fashion book is. I have literally never heard of a rock fashion book, and I would never buy one. I would never read one. I would never look at one. I don't, I mean, rock fashion, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just yeah, photos of rock fashions. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, we'll find out, I guess we'll find out less about it throughout this episode, because uh, it really does not explain much outside of like marine animals are a big part of fashion books. Rock right. fashion books, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I... Marine like, creatures have a big presence in rock fashion books. Yeah, for a rock fashion book episode, like, the rock fashion book was not much of a thing. It was like, oh, yeah, there, was, there was a lot of land. Yeah, there was a lot of rock in this rock fashion book. Literally no concert <laughs> was played, which I found strange. Uh, but anyways... The um, the man behind this magical, mystifying episode is Rick Merwin, who also wrote for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, TMNT, Inhumanoids, Phantom 2040, I have never heard of the last two, <laughs> and apparently more. Uh, according to the internet, this is the episode where a high-profile publisher offers the group a chance to be featured in a rock music-themed fashion book. Again, no clue what that is. Uh, but I guess we'll find out as we go into this fucking episode, or yeah. will we? Or will we? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we do, and I don't think it matters. It is what it says it is. Exactly. It's a rock fashion book, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I can't. I think one of my myself. favorite part, one of my favorite parts, though, is how everyone in this episode is like has so bought into the idea of a rock fashion book. Like everyone <laughs> is like mystified by the idea and wants to get on board and i don't it's i think it's like one of those like weird startup things like oh yeah we're gonna do a startup of you know making user experience more efficient by imbuing emotional intelligence and everyone's like oh yeah 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 okay but then no one actually knows what the fuck they're talking about they're all just like putting in money without actually seeing a product I'm pretty sure that's what a rock fashion book is. It's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, definitely. It's like, ooh, this is the next bike thing. Let me just invest all my billions into it and see it succeed. But really, it's nothing. But, you know, people buy into it so it does have value for a while. But then... Exactly, exactly. When the smoke clears... <laughs> you got a fucking book of some whack-ass photos. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of dolphins. Very strong dolphin presence. Um, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, 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 you're right. right, 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 right. So, you know, let's center ourselves, get to the beginning of the episode 15, Rock Fashion Book, because we open <laughs> at uh, Starlight Music, yes. where, uh, you know, Jerrica and the gals are doing businessy things, and some dude just, like, straight up walks in. Uh, I don't know how he got there, but he just strolls up into Jerrica's, like, boardroom office, uh, Robert Arlington, and he's basically like, hello, I have a, I have a deal for you or something. 
Right. And he a straight up goes proposal. A business proposal. And I forget exactly what happens, but Arlington says something like, oh, you know, a business proposal for Jem. And Jerrica's immediately like, oh, give me a second. Let me go get Jem. Walks into a room that God only knows probably connects to nowhere, <laughs> changes into Jem, comes right back out. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yo, bitch, that was not subtle or sly in the slightest. Like, everyone was in that exact same room where you were in. They just literally saw you walk in one door, and another bitch came out of another door. So it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone knows your gem. Yeah, it was super bait. It was, like, within one second that she changed. And, like, you could pretty much hear her say, like, showtime synergy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. They probably saw door. underneath, like, the crack of the door a flash of light or something. And then right. Jem walked out. Like, little laser sounds. Like, pew! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jem, like, really doesn't understand how to make this transition, like, not, like, super fucking obvious. Yeah, subtlety is not her strong suit. No, it is not. Um, and she has to switch back because Arlington presents her with a contract that Jerrica, the manager, needs to sign. So she's like, oh, let me get her. <laughs> yeah, so she goes back into that room, flashing lights, Jerrica walks back out. And I also like how Jerrica's line is like, oh, Jem told me all about it. It's like, bitch, it was three seconds. <laughs> no one had time to tell you anything. <laughs> That's so true. Um, uh, so, um, yeah. yeah, she basically signs this contract for a rock fashion book to which even um, Robert Arlington doesn't really explain what the fuck it is. Like, he basically, right. like, says rock fashion book. And everyone is immediately on board. Um, like, Aja says, oh, this will super increase our popularity. And it's like, bitch, didn't you just have, like, a feature film? What are you guys still worrying about your popularity for? Also, like, bitch, didn't you, like, last episode have an Asian accent? Where is it this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is super true. Aja, and even if there's a later scene where, like, Aja's voice is everywhere to the point... Where she says something, and I was like, what character said that? I had to pause, and I was like, oh, I guess it I guess it was Aja. Right? Like, who is the voice actress behind her? Like, I really have a lot of questions. Um, yeah, so this scene was a little bit everywhere. It really just, I guess, presented the fact there's a rock, rock fashion book happening, and Gem and the Holograms are doing one. Uh, right. To which we then come to the... We then cut to the Misfits, and uh, Lindsay Pierce is basically given the lowdown of what happened in the previous scene to the misfits. And I actually just noticed this, that little emblem in Lindsay's, like, over her shoulder on the TV screen. It says Lindsay TV, but it's L-I-N-Z TV. I thought that was kind of cute. Yo, that's how you spell her name. You didn't know that? No, I thought her name was Lindsay, like the actual name. <laughs> no, it's Lindsay. Oh, I should have known that. I apologize. I mean, it's way cooler. It has way more pizzazz, you know, than the regular Lindsay name that of people course, actually have. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so, yeah, they hear about this fashion book through the mouth of Lindsay Pierce, and they're all, like, really pissed about it. They all start to boo. Roxy calls them no-talent turkeys. Clash, yeah. Clash is there for some fucking reason. Yeah, Clash is there for some reason. Um, 
and they worry that this book will give the holograms an unfair advantage, so they decide to make their own rock fashion book. Right, and this was, I mean, we're like literally 90 seconds into the episode, and I was already like, am I taking crazy pills? Like, how... (laughs) Like, how is a rock fashion book, which is not a thing, no one has ever heard of, that has never been a thing, going to give them, like, the edge in this feud they have going on? I was like, what is happening? Yeah, right? I have no idea. Um, I do want to point out that Roxy's eyes are, like, red in this scene, and it's quite terrifying. Although I know that she always has red eyes, but... That is true. Sometimes they just, like really dig into your soul in a way and that was the case in this episode so like with that do you think roxy is a stoner or she's on something a little bit harder i mean it could be a birth defect i don't know could be a birth defect like maybe tied her... To her li- go ahead oh i was <laughs> tied to her illiteracy i was gonna say the literally exact same thing <laughs> no i was gonna say tied to her mom's drug use which led to her inability to read Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's far darker. Uh, I know, it's way worse. It's way worse. Because obviously Roxy came from a broken home where I imagined her mother was abused substances of some form. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I also, like, I do want to say, like, this episode in particular really highlights Roxy's, like, street thug lexicon. Like, everything she says sounds like, I don't know, she's, like, from Greece and she's a greaser or something. <laughs> like what? Well, she calls people turkeys, and then like shit like that. We'll get to it. Like I definitely jotted down a few moments where I'm like, Roxy, all right, you're being very eloquent. By which I mean, you know, you're saying shit that I would hear from like I don't know 1940s street thugs. <laughs> I mean, they do have their own type of eloquence. That's for sure. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, yeah. I, I don't think Roxy's eloquent. I just, like, love when she spouts some, like, hate talk using, like, really dated terms. For sure. And for dated sure, for, for sure. the 80s. Right. It's like, whoever's writing these episodes, Rick Mervin or whatever the fuck his name is, like, thinks that that's how young people talk? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. He couldn't be further off from the mark, but anywho... Uh, so yeah, the Nemesis basically they decide they want to make their own rock fashion book and the Pizzazz is like, yo, Clash, you're, you know, you basically do whatever the fuck I want. Go spy on the holograms just in case of plan B. To which I was like, oh, is plan B just violence? Right, Uh, yeah. It sounds super ominous and you know it's just like, okay, if their fashion book fails, they're probably gonna try to kill them or something. Exactly, which is essentially what happens, but we'll get there. Um, so Clash turns up at a marine park of all fucking places. And initially I'm like, why is this bitch at a marine park? Right, because there's no context <laughs> given. It's like, she's just in line for a marine park. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and um, it turns out that this is where the holograms are doing like their first um, shoot, I guess, um, for their fashion book for some reason. For some reason. I also like how clashes, like she buys a ticket and she has some like, throwaway line of like oh tickets prices have gone up around here and it was it was useless and added nothing to the story outside of i guess like clash is kind of cheap right i mean ten dollars i liked it yeah i mean like ten dollars for a fucking marine park like a little bit too much especially because of how unethical and terrible they are very true i i liked it for one establishing class as a cheapo and two (laughs) 
a subtle commentary on the rise of inflation in the late 80s. <laughs> yeah, it was really the kind of social commentary that we come to Gem and the Holograms for. Exactly. I come for it every day. I come all over that social commentary. <laughs> sometimes in my face, sometimes on my chest. It depends. <laughs> right? Sometimes it really depends on the day. Me. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, it if it's someone special you. inside me, it's just, you know, come on. <laughs> Would you let Rick Merwin inside you? Zero percent. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong, TMNT cred is, like, goes a long way with me, but, like, not that far. No, definitely not. He was a writer of the of the plot lines, which probably were not that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so they're at a marine park, and they're taking fashion photos for, like, I guess, like, whatever reason. And uh, <laughs> the first one is they're getting, like, kissed by some dolphins. Um. And there's, like, big dolphin energy, actually, in this episode, I found. Um, but I actually watched this episode twice, Jocelyn. Why? Which is a rarity. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, no, yesterday night I was, like, kind of going to bed. I smoked a little bit of weed. And I was like, I'll watch this episode of Gem. It'll, like, give me a better sense of how the pl- show plays out. And for whatever reason, I, like, kind of stepped away at the, like, establishing kind of-ness of this, like, introduction scene. I had no idea when I, I kind of came in to when the song starts and I was like, what is happening? Why are they, why are like marine creatures floating around? And why is Jem there? Uh, right. And I just loved it because I thought it was hilarious. And then when I rewatch it, I had the exact same thought process. And I was like, oh, it wasn't because I was stoned or whatever. It's because that made no sense. Yeah, no, it makes zero fucking sense. But I will say, though, that all of them look great. They do, they do, they do, they do, they do. Which, uh, yeah, which is a rarity, because one of them usually looks like shit, and it's usually Shayna, but actually they all look good. Um, I know, it's usually Shayna or Jerrica. Uh, right. <laughs> like, sorry ladies, but you y- all suck, kind of, in many ways. Um, I really like Jem's shorts. Like, it's giving me, like, rich lady from the 80s lounging by a pool type vibes. I think Aja looks super cute. I really like Kimber's strappy sandals. I really like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. Kimber was wearing, like, teal Converse-style high heels. Oh, wow. I did yeah. not catch that. Aja was wearing really nice strappy ha- sandals. Um, uh, Shayna was um, working them legs with a little nice, nice little kitten heel. It was good. Nice, 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 nice. A um, rarity, but, like, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. But we go into the song. Um, so, yeah, we come <laughs> randomly into this song, dude. Like, they're feeding dolphins and, like, getting kisses and, like, bam, a song. And I, this is kind of, like, a theme, I think, throughout this episode. Like, the songs are, like, I don't know, really jammed in there. It's probably because, like, dude is writing this episode. And, like, men don't understand the subtleties no. of pop rock music and also just art in general. So. <laughs> That one's on my gender. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, thank you for the apology. It was long overdue. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I apologize for all men for all past transgressions. So like <laughs> we're clean slating right now, right? Like we're good. Yeah. You're just wiping it all clean. You're totally forgiven. Tabula rasa, bro. Let's go forward. Perfect. <laughs> men are okay from here on out. Uh, um, 
So this song is Come On In, The Water's Fine, and I actually do give mad cred to the opening of this song. Yeah. With, like, the, like, the melody and, like, the, like, the marine creatures playing. It was pretty tight. confusing as fuck there's a seal and there's a dolphin and then i think rio and gem are in hawaii for whatever reason Dude, yeah there's a very very extended like gem mermaid thing germaid mergem i don't know <laughs> germaid. <laughs> i like germaid <laughs> mergem sounds better but germaid is just that's the name we're gonna use um so, yeah, Gem is a germaid, and honestly, they're pretty hot as mermaids, I must say. They really are, because, yeah, at one point, like a, like, a seashell opens, and the rest of the holograms are mermaids, too, and, like, it's all tight shit. Yeah, they all have those, like, seashell bra things going on. They're being mad right, right. sensual about it. It's really great. Yeah, 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 like, you know, flowing through the water in that, yeah, that sensual way, as fish do. Right. Yeah, fish are so sexy. So sexy, dude? Like... <laughs> Dude, eels, like, literally the most phallic things in the world. They writhe, and some of them are electric. Yeah, that's true. They'll, like, really electric. It's like, it's a little, it's the original shocker. Yeah, the original shocker. They're gonna, they'll they'll really spice things up in the bedroom, I think. Oh, yeah, give me a floppy eel any time of the day. (laughs) In water, outside of water, whatever, dude. What would an eel outside of water be like? Like, would, to, to successfully engage in coitus with an eel should you be inside of the water or out of the water well obviously you should be inside of the water but it's one of those like i think like when you're reaching climax you would go outside of the water because then it would start to really writhe and then it would really get in a kitchen <laughs> finish, you know? um yeah true also, obviously, true, 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 true. totally played out, but octopi are sexy as fuck. Like, look, oh, of course, they of have course. eight penis-like appendages. Um, yeah, which is a lot. Um, it's more than <laughs> my. It's eight times more than mine. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, they could put those everywhere all at once. And also, like, like you know, dolphins, like, are they're more, like, I mean, obviously, like, they're the gaze of the sea, so, like, I have to call them out for being kind of sexy. But dolphins, you know, they have <laughs> sexual energy, they're playful, they're fun, you know, they're always down for a good drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have a hole on the top of their heads if exactly. you're feeling a little, like, a little adventurous. That's why I call them the gaze of the sea. <laughs> they got a hole raring to go. <laughs> And they're always blowing out of it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, they're always blowing it. They're such... They blow so hard. Oh, yeah, I love a good blow hard. Uh, Anyways, after after the song, um, the, like, photographer dude is like, time for the platform shots, like, with the killer whales. Also, shout out killer whales. Also, pretty sexy marine creatures. Yeah. They're wearing tuxedos, and they'll murder you. That's, like, (laughs) it's like they're the James Bond of the ocean. Wow. That's inspired, Michael. You should really write something. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, well, I mean, that's just how I feel about quiller whales. But 
You're right. I should write that down, and I should I should you know monetize that shit. Yeah. Not for, for these sure. people here, or this person here, listening to this bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't but steal I re- Michael's idea. That's his idea. Yeah. Not yeah. Yours, yeah. Hey, listener. you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but or because being stay. James Bond of the ocean is totally mine. For now and forever. <laughs> Please don't get the fuck out of here, because then what are we doing this for? <laughs> Very true. Please stay. Please stay. You're already, you're already listening. Uh, but I do like how, yeah, when they say, like, the platform thing, both both the photographer and the art director are like, yeah, this is going to be a difficult shoot, probably because of the giant whales and the really high platform. And they're like, yeah, this looks pretty dangerous, but let's keep going with it. No big deal. Right. And then, of course, this is the moment when Clash comes in and, like, decides to sabotage something when they're all distracted by this platform and the killer whales. Um, and she steals some shit. We don't know what it is yet. It's a yeah, which cheat. is literally my note here, Jocelyn. Clash steals some shit. <laughs> right, exactly. That's that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so, like, the gem and the holograms are on this, like, platform, and they're... Basically, I think the idea is, like, these giant killer whales are gonna, like, leap out of the water and, like, I don't know, take some fish out of their hands, maybe kiss them. I have no fucking ideas. <laughs> uh, and Jim is like, watch out, these are killer whales. And Shayna says, it's okay, these are killer outfits. But she doesn't say it with, like, a smile on her face or, yep. like, a hint of, like, sarcasm. To which I'm like, Shayna, you're saying this, like, these are literally outfits you would murder people in. It's... You need like a, you need like some like sense of humor to make yeah. it humorous. Like, don't worry, these are killer outfits or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, she's much more like it's okay. These are killer outfits. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> Shayna, what died inside you? <laughs> They're gonna kill those killer whales. That's uh, that's what's gonna happen next. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they they take a couple photos, and then Kimber, I don't know, being mildly the worst. Is like, it's my turn in front, and then immediately falls and takes every bitch with her. Like, I love how she falls, immediately grabs onto Shayna's ankle, rips <laughs> Shayna down, and then Shayna's grabbing for her life. Like, as Kimber's holding onto her, rips Jerrica down, or I guess Jem in this circumstance. And it's like, wow, Kimber, this is why no one lets you do anything, because you're going to fuck it up. Right, but, like, I didn't even understand how that chain of events even happened. Like, I understand, like, Kimber pulling down Shayna, but then Jem and fucking Aja just kind of slipped, no? Oh, yeah, I mean, it didn't really make much sense. Even (laughs) Kimber's slip is, like, I don't know, I guess there was, like, the, the, the platform was greased or something. Right. Yeah, they just, like, flew over the railing. Well, like, I guess it's not a very good railing, Ben. You sh- you guys should figure that out. Right, right. Um, and uh, I think Jim actually hits the water, and she's, like, you know, struggling for air. Then we cut to commercial, mm-hmm. because, of course, you know, this is a very high-intense moment. Jim will be right back after these messages. Ronald McDonald and Chicken McNuggets. And Dip to my loo. Oh boy, I just love square dancing. One, two, one, two, three. Don't see, don't go round and round. Get real dizzy and then fall down. Five, the barbecue sauce all tasty and fresh. And Dip to my loo McNuggets. Are you Lou? No, who's Lou? 
You guys are all a little Lulu. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. And now back to Jim. And uh, we cut back. And Jerrick is still in the water, and I'm pretty sure the rest of the holograms have also joined her. <laughs> and they immediately sink like stones. Right, like, they, they can't swim? None yeah, of them so can like, swim. This okay, is my theory. Sure. This is my theory. I'm pretty sure old women in the gemisphere are, like, allergic to water. I don't think <laughs> they can handle large amounts of H2O. Because... <laughs> The men are totally fine. Rio can swim. The photographer is like, let me get in there and swim. But even the like the woman who works at the marine park that they're staying at will not touch the water. She just like throws a bunch of life preservers. So I'm like, oh, I get it. Water <laughs> is the kryptonite for women in this reality. I get it. Yeah. It really fucks them all up at all times. Like, immediately, too. They hit that water, <laughs> gonna collapse and, like, die, I guess. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, they're all, like, sinking. They're all freaking out. The killer whales don't really give a shit. But, like, I don't know. They're still really f- afraid anyway. But uh, all the men save them quite easily. Um, and my question here is why, is, why are all the women so helpless all the time? And I guess... Well, Jocelyn, I just explained they're allergic to water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just explained it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, that's what Rick Merlin was going for here. Right, exactly. Fucking misogynist. Yeah, I pretty hardcore, actually. Uh, but I do want to point out, though, that Jim, technically, or Jerrick, isn't saved by a dude. She's saved by a dolphin. Right. Which, mm-hmm. you know, I love some queer representation. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But I was perplexed because like, they're looking for Jem. They don't know where she was. And, like there's like this brief scene where Jem turns into Jerrica for literally no reason. Um, but like they open the doors to like I guess like let out the dolphins, and like you know the dolphin saves Jerrica from being eaten by the killer whale. Which, sure, I don't even know if that would happen unto itself. But my like main thing is like why did they open the door to let like the the dolphins into the killer whale pool because that doesn't seem very safe like why would you one add more marine creatures this finite aquatic space that you're already (laughs) worried people are going to be killed at and then two why are you going to let out dolphins when a bunch of killer whales are running around you know i think they have a lot of faith in the dolphins and maybe the dolphins are trained to save women maybe 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 and that's that's what they anticipated it would do um, but also I don't understand why, like, the killer whales are such hungry bitches when they get free fish thrown at them all day. Like, do they really yeah. need to kill Gem and the Holograms? No. No, I really don't think, I, this is like, I would say, um, like, you know, speciesist. It's like painting a very negative picture of killer slash oracle whales, which I am not here for. I'm obviously an advocate. I've already branded them the Jays Bond of the ocean. And, like... <laughs> I'm not here for it. Sorry, Jim and the Holograms. Like, that's one step too far. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a justification for keeping them in captivity. You know, like, oh, look how evil these bitches are. Like, and, you know, we can train, like, our dolphins to save women. So our jobs are worth something. I don't fucking know. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the late 80s, which I think is like the heyday. Like, I think the late 80s and the early 90s was like, yeah, like a big time for Marineland type parks. And I wouldn't be surprised if Big Marineland had its hand in this fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, Big Marineland definitely had its hands in a lot of pies. Um, but it can't touch my pie. Oh, dude, it cannot touch. I mean, you know, give me enough money, you can touch whatever you want. But like, <laughs> not for now, Big Marineland. What if, okay, what if Big Marine Lang gave you money to fuck a dolphin in its hole? Jocelyn, <laughs> I, I am not going to talk about things I've only imagined in my mind. <laughs> I'm so sorry I crossed the line there, Michael. You really did. And also, I have never thought about that, people. I know I literally just said it, but like, take, I take that back. I've never actually thought about that. That being said, though, there was a great episode of King of the Hill where Hank gets fucked by a dolphin, and it's actually fantastic. Really? I've never seen that. Oh, dude, it's a really good episode. Um, mainly because, like, yeah, this, like, you know, a conservative Texan dude gets essentially sexually assaulted by a, by a dolphin. It's really funny. Oh, my God. All right. Because dolphins like to fuck. It's also why they're the gays of the ocean. They're, like, down. <laughs> yeah, why not? If you can get laid, get laid. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerrica is saved by this dolphin, and then she, like, uh, she gets back onto the surface of the water, changes back into Jim, which no one notices, which is, like, whatever. No one notices these things. I've accepted that part. Well, okay. Um, she turns back to Jerrica underwater because something, there's, like, a glitch in the system. Right, no, but she changes back to Jim outside of the water on, like, the edge of the pool, and it's like, I'm pretty sure everyone can see this fucking pool. Like, everyone, <laughs> yeah. like, it's not that big. We saw earlier. It's within everyone's eyesight, but no one noticed this part. Yeah, of course not. Uh, so she reverts back to Jim, then, then everyone sees her, and Rio comes up, and she's like, oh, like, Jim, like, you're okay. To which... Jem, or Jerrica as Jem, says to Rio, Oh, hold me, Rio. Jerrica would understand. It's like, yo, you crazy bitch. Yeah, she's <laughs> you're, at it You're again. really just, yeah, you were just like fucking with this guy. And I have to give Rio points. He's basically like, uh, no, I'm like not going to do that. Because like, that's pretty fucked up. Like, Jerrica is going to say something about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like one of the only moments I think we've seen Rio I guess uses higher cognitive functions to realize, like, right, I'm dating someone. I can't be doing some random bullshit with this other girl. And Jerrica really needs to stop goading him into kissing her, touching her, like, telling her that she's really pretty, like, all this shit when she's gem. Like, yeah, it's it's real fucked up, and it's kind of inviting Rio to cheat on her with other people. Right. It's really weird. I... I don't understand it, but good for Rio. This is the one time I give Rio props. Um, he definitely does brush it off, and it's just like, I'm just gonna go get us some towels or whatever. Yeah, 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 which is like, that's the the appropriate response. Good for you, Rio. Uh, like you said, points to Rio. Yeah. So anyway, we learned that the next stop in their rock fashion book photo shoot tour is going to be in Washington, D.C., to which I'm like, how do they have the budget for this? That, and I was like, why? Um, because we'll see, they go from Marineland to Washington, D.C. to the motherfucking Grand Canyon. It's like, what is the theme here? 
Americana, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I guess. I mean, the Marine Lane thing, that's like, that's the wrench in the mix. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they just really wanted to have a reason to put the women in water again and maybe like make them into mermaids, I guess. That is fair. And like, to be honest, I'm glad I got that mer shot. So like, I'm buying into it. It's fine. <laughs> mer shot. Um, so anyway, we cut to the misfits doing a photo shoot and they're all, in my, in my opinion, they're all wearing one accessory too many. Yes, but I kind of loved it. I don't know. Like if they removed the sunglasses, it would have been like a normal look, but like with the sunglasses, they just look like crazy people. That is fair. And they're also wearing far too much clothing to be on a beach. So that (laughs) further accentuated the insanity of it. But I really liked Stormer's like red visors. I was, I was really there for those. Oh yeah. Her shades look dope. Yeah. Those are awesome. Um, Pizzazz looked like a watermelon print clown. Wow, that is a good read and, like, very accurate. Yeah. And then she was wearing aviators or some shit or, like, yeah, fucking yeah. Guy Fieri Opie <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> Jocelyn, that is so cutting. Anytime you mention <laughs> Guy Fieri in a sentence, it's like, whoo, this burn's yeah. gonna be third degree. Yeah, I mean, like, well, is it because of his flame shirts that he always wears? It's, a, it's the whole package, baby. Guy Fieri <laughs> doesn't do anything for nobody, but I guess Guy Fieri? <laughs> Honestly, Guy Fieri aesthetic is coming back in 2021, I promise. Jocelyn, why are you saying <laughs> these things to me? 2020 was already a low point. Don't give me, like, nothing to look forward to. You say was as if it's over yet. I know! I'm trying <laughs> to live in the future, so I don't have to deal with the present. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm so sorry. I take it back. Hashtag don't take it back. <laughs> because... Hashtag my fieri. Uh... My fieri. <laughs> because honestly, my flame shirt is in the mail as we speak. Um, I ordered one from Amazon. My Oakleys are coming too. That's... Honestly, Jocelyn, that's pretty <laughs> fucked up. That's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Like 2020 <laughs> has already been pretty fucked up. But, like, that's a step too far. I've already cut off all my hair and (laughs) dyed them. Frosted tips? Yeah, I have frosted tips now. (laughs) Jocelyn, you as Guy Fieri in the world (laughs) would be such a terrifying presence. I know. Like, it really would. Like, I would be truly scared. Um, I think that's really unfair to me and Guy Fieri. Oh, it's, it's unfair to you both, but, like, the world doesn't need it. I'm just, like, I'm just telling you from a concerned human being on this planet. Like, I feel like if you assumed Guy Fieri's, like, look and persona, you would then be imbued with all the powers of hell, and, like, no one would stop you. Right, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, the world has to get ready for that. Like the second coming. Um, yeah. The rapture led, led by Jocelyn Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> Jocelyn Fieri. I'll be girl Fieri. Gal Fieri. <laughs> Yo, that's it. Now I'm here for it. All you needed was great branding. Gal Fieri, there we are. Armageddon on. Let's do it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that'll be the pandemic of 2021. Everyone will be like guy and gal Fieri's. 
Yeah, eating like overly indulgent foods and their livers kind of giving out. <laughs> exactly. It'll be beautiful. Um, but anyway, Guy Fieri and Pizzazz <laughs> and me and our Guy Fieri moments notwithstanding. Um, so they're taking a fo- they're doing a photo shoot that seems pretty bootleg on this beach in outfits that I think make not a lot of sense. But you're right, Michael. They are kind of great. Um, they're great, but I, I but I also do agree with you. Like one thing too many. Um. So yeah, this guy is like, do you want fashion or do you want artsy schmartsy? Because Pizzazz was like, can you like do something else or whatever? Um, to which Pizzazz is like, fuck you, fires him, kicks him off the beach, and says that they'll do it themselves. <laughs> like as in yeah, which... taking the pictures themselves, which sounds like an awful idea. Uh, which I also love, like, as we cut to like an amusement park, like Pizzazz's like vanity energy, which is like, you guys take the photos, I don't. I am just <laughs> in the photos. Like, you got a problem with that bitch? To which Stormer's in like, no, 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 it's all good, it's all good. Yeah, Stormer's such a beta cuck. I know, I know. I still love her, though. I know, I do too. Um, But yeah, so at the amusement park, when they're on the roller coaster and various uh, rides, the song We're Off and Running starts. And the song begins with heavy breathing, like someone's getting laid. Cloud, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're on a roller coaster. Um, and I really like the lyric. At one point, they're like, "We're more than looking good. We're looking stunning. We're off and running." Dude, yeah. Uh, also wrote that down. I actually I like this song, and mainly for the rhyming of stunning and running. I was here for <laughs> right? it. Right? No one does that enough. Exactly. Here we are. Talking about this music video yet, Michael? No, 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 no. neither am I. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so Pizzazz is serving on a Ferris wheel. She's dude. The Ferris wheel is like she's serving to the point of like it's unsafe. I'm like, dude, you are on like a a moving machine that is. You are very high up off the ground. Stop writhing in your seat, please. Right, and like putting your legs over the edge. (laughs) Like yeah, just like you know, like safety precautions to the wind. Indeed. And um, they're also working the poles on the merry-go-round. Right, right. Which is actually, that was pretty hot. Yeah, that was pretty hot. And obviously all of their pictures end up being terrible. Yeah, which I I felt bad for. It's like one of those, like the, I feel like the aesthetic and the outfits were fine, but like, bitch had a finger in front of the flash or, (laughs) I don't know, a balloon went by and (laughs) took over Bizazz's face. God, dude, that sucks. Yeah, like. Come on. That's, those are like amateur mistakes right there. Um, but anyway, despite their pictures being terrible, the Misfits are feeling really victorious and they bring their book to a bunch of different publishers around the city who all reject it. One guy even calls it amateur stuff. Some guy... Which, so, no, no, So, like, yeah, they get rejected by, I think, like, what is it, 17 publishers? They mm-hmm, say something mm-hmm. like that, 14 publishers. 
But I'm pretty sure all of them are like, what the fuck is a rock fashion book? <laughs> right. And then they turn them away like, this is nonsense. Please leave. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be because their pictures are awful, but also the image amateur stuff he's referring to could be the very idea of a rock fashion book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, ugh, this is pretty fucking amateur. It's like really cock-brained, I don't know, hair-brained, uh, <laughs> meth-brained idea you got over here. <laughs> Yeah, like, what the fuck were you guys smoking when you came up with this idea? Um, and why did you think we would accept it? <laughs> yeah, why are you here? Who are you? Right. And I love the one guy who, like, throws the briefcase at them out of the door and then slams the door in their face. I was like, nice. That's, that's yeah, yeah, really, yeah. truly doing business. Exactly, exactly. You gotta be a cutthroat bitch. And yeah, he, he served it. Yeah, he served. Um, anyway, Pizzazz is like, you know what? If these people won't publish our book, then we have to go to plan B, which is to wreck the holograms book. Classic! <laughs> <laughs> Who would have seen that coming? Yeah, dude, why'd you even start with plan A? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, fuck up with the holograms. Yeah, you just wasted precious time and resources. Yeah. Um. So then that's when we cut to the holograms, and they're taking a very, very phallic photo shoot in front of the DC Monument. Mm -hmm. um, to which I want to point out specifically, Jem is wearing what I describe as, like, business wizard robes. <laughs> they're, like, long and pink with stars and spirals over it, but it also has, like, a collar. I, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening here, dude. Yeah, the prison, or prison... The uh, the wizard business robe is very accurate. Um, what she's wearing underneath that jacket with the collar kind of reminded me of like Robin Hood or some medieval court jester, jester or some sort of swashbuckler. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was it was my it was very adventurous, like someone who would like go on an adventure or something. I agree. Yeah, it was it was whack. I was not a fan of it. Me neither, because I was like, <laughs> I, as a business wizard, this is not what I would wear. What would you wear as a business wizard? Well, I am a business wizard, Jocelyn, so. Whatever you, know, you wear. Whatever, uh, exactly, whatever I wear. But also, you know, like, long, like long flowing sweater capes, generally. <laughs> With short shorts and mesh gloves. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm a wizard, Jocelyn. <laughs> You can't work some magic without working them thighs. Exactly, exactly. And the thickness only just adds to my magical potential. Right. That's where magic is stored in the fat of thighs, just so you all know. That's oh, why all witch all witches are like thick as fuck. Are they? I mean, all there you got some like thin evil witches, but like they're on that meth magic, which is like its whole other thing. But if you want like a good natured like, might be evil, but also could benefit you. Like, you want a thick witch. Thick witch. Um, also, I need, I need a thick witch ASAP. <laughs> thick witch for a thick bitch. There you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, wow. We're really on fire with our branding today. <laughs> Maybe too much, but let's continue. Um, so Clash is there. She comes to DC because apparently she has unlimited resources at her disposal. <laughs> I did not even think of that. It's true. She is hopping on planes like it is nothing. And she gets seen by a cop 
who gets really disoriented for some reason from seeing her and his golf cart like flies into the scaffolding somehow that the holograms are standing on and it begins to crumble. Jocelyn, for real, again, (laughs) when I was watching this last night and I saw this scene play out, I died of laughter. Because it's so quick. This guy's driving a cart. He sees Clash. He veers, like, I guess, a little bit to the left. Bumps on a curb. And that sends him catapulting straight to the scaffolding. And causes an epic disaster. I was like, wow. That, you guys aren't even trying to make things bound by the laws of physics. Uh, Because that wouldn't have happened in real life. It's straight up because like the the car launches. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's really great. Um, It makes no sense, but does it need to? No, it really it real don't. Um, Anyway, so Rio, being a queer icon, is wearing a pink jacket and tight jeans. Oh yeah, he is. I did. Um, And the officer and the gang of photographers, photographer assistant Rio, whatever, come up with this plan to save them um by like i don't know using a sheet as a as a yeah kind of like a like like a landing pad um i actually i do want to give like a shout out to clash which is like on the record here this will be the the only one positive shout out i will ever give to clash but when she's like dipping away from i guess inadvertently causing this mayhem she says like see you later ossifer and i kind of like that i thought that was kind of cute yeah, Ossifer is a good dig. Um, yeah, and yeah, also yeah. fuck the police. So exactly, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, thank you, Clash, um, for that anti-cop moment. Right, which you know I'm very happy that made it onto the television screens of a bunch of like eight or nine year olds in the '80s, and it really I'm hoping read about a generation of anti-establishment anti-establishment anarchists. Right. Yeah, we can only hope. I mean, like it could have also given rise to like orphan exploiting uber capitalists <laughs> but and as we live in the harsh reality of 2020 we probably know which way which way that kind of worked out but yeah. whatever we can still dream um but yeah anyway um yeah the scaffolding is destroyed Jem is like i bet the misfits are behind this um the photographer is at one point rubbing his ass and the awesome Ossifer, the officer is looking yeah, a little bit thirsty. Nice. That's, I didn't catch that. It's hot. I don't know. That's what I wrote in my notes. And, uh... <laughs> Taking it as truth. Yeah. Rubbing his ass. Officer wants some of that ass. Um, I like Shayna's jacket here. The yellow, purple, blue, red shapes. Um, I thought, I thought it was... I thought it was a little bit busy. TBH. It was, but compared to Jem's wizard robes, I like business wizard robes. That is, I mean, you got me there. You got me there. There's not a lot you can compare to business wizard robes, to be fair, though. No, there is not. There really, truly is not. Um, That has to be an aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, next Pride, business wizard. It's going to be my look. Yeah, amazing. Please do it. Um... But yeah, so the the police officer is like, I didn't see a misfit. I just saw a tourist. I don't really know how he knows who the misfits are, but... <laughs> right? Yeah. It also, how did he not take the entire blame for, like, causing that immense destruction? He was very much just like, oh, uh, yeah, it wasn't me. No, yeah. Uh, probably misfits, whatever. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> like it was clearly him who can't like properly wield this golf cart. Yeah, like, I think he had a mild stroke when it happened. <laughs> Yeah, it was not Clash's fault at all. She barely did anything. <laughs> she was walking on a path, dude. <laughs> she was legit just walking. Uh, this dude had a mild stroke and I guess like, yeah, catapulted himself towards some like very tenuously supported scaffolding. Right. Uh, well, I mean, it, any scaffolding would crumble if, like, a fucking golf cart Yeah, if a golf cart was, was launched at it. at it. That is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fair. Um, so anyway, Aja's like, well, I guess we'll just have to be more vigilant next time um, at the Grand Canyon where our new, uh, our next photo shoot will be. Um, so they're really, like, shelling out the coin for this fucking Yeah, book. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they go to the Grand Canyon for, like, reasons we don't really ex- understand outside of this art director whose name, ah, uh, I forget her name. It's something like... Sumi. I don't... Sumi? Yeah. Okay, cool. cool, cool. Sumi's basically like, yeah, no one's ever done a fashion rock book photo shoot at, a rock can- at the Grand Canyon before. To which I was like, no one's ever done a rock fashion shoot <laughs> photo book thing anywhere. Uh, so you can literally say the book anywhere. But also, like, sure, I guess we're at the Grand Canyon. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so we're at the Grand Canyon, which is a beautiful, majestic place. Sure, I haven't been. Yeah, I haven't been either. Um, the movies and, tell me that. America tells me that. So let's let's move forward. Yeah, and because um, Clash stole the schedule, the Misfits are also there. Um, and they're hanging out in the cave, like, kind of below where the holograms are. And I don't know, there are bats in the cave and that they notice and they decide that their scheme is going to be like throwing rocks at the bats so they'll fly out of the cave and fly right into the holograms who are standing on top of the cliff. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's their plan. It's essentially what happens. But I do want to give a shout out for Storm's like spelunking wear, like whatever the fuck they're doing in that cave. I really like what Storm is wearing. It was like, yeah, kind of like Rogue from the 90s X Men cartoon with an ascot. She had kind of like a cool, like brown jacket with like the like the orange ascot. It was kind of hot. Pizzazz mm-hmm. had like a pretty fierce jumpsuit. They all looked tight. Yeah, Pizzazz um, was also wearing a zebra print headscarf, which I was super into. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, yeah, the, the gem and the holograms and their entire photo shoot operation doesn't under, doesn't seem to see three menacing women directly beneath them, but that's fine as well. Whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Um, and yeah, so as gem and the holograms are getting ready for their photo shoot, the misfits call on or like disrupt these bats. And that's when like Rio and the photographer and SUNY, the art director, like get into their helicopter and veer off. I also want to give a shout out because you see it very, very briefly, but Rio's basically wearing like hiking in the Amazon outfit. So he's wearing like kind of like tan short shorts mm-hmm. with like tan, like kind of cut off uh, sleeves. And it's like, it's pretty hot. I'm into it. Yeah. Rio looks pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're in the helicopter the fucking bats are flying at them. Um, they're, like, about to run off the cliff. And honestly, if I knew that I was on a cliff and there were a bunch of bats coming at me, I would just duck or something and, like, curl Dude, into a ball. I don't know. Yes, thank you. The entire time I'm like, why are you edging closer and closer to this 
cliff, dude. Like, drop down, cover your faces. Like, you know you're right on the precipice of, like, a very, very dangerous fall. Right, exactly. Um, But, of course, they don't think. They are stupid bitches who always need to be rescued by someone. Um, And, yeah, the cliff is about to break. Um, The people in the helicopter are like, we have to pick them up. And Jem's solution to ward off the bats is to blast the bats with sound which i guess is yeah. uh dude I, I yeah i gotta give jerica at least a little bit of credit here because this is i think the only time she's used synergy in a way that isn't like let me cast an elaborate illusion and like get me the fuck out of here this is like oh right synergy uses sound let me blast some sound bats echolocation this was i would say smart yeah and uh yeah i will never i will very rarely say anything jerica does is smart no, same. And, I mean, this time it was, like, her idea. Usually she's just, like, Synergy, do something. Yeah, like, Synergy, save me the fuck. What the fuck's happening? Right. Uh, so, yeah. Kudos to Jer- Jerica. To Jerbear. Jerbear. Unfortunately, though, the the edge of the cliff that they're on is also collapsing. Um, <laughs> because, you know, you want to shoot a, an extended photo shoot on structurally unsound cliffs. That's what they say in the Rock Fashion Book 101 course that everyone <laughs> takes. Um, so, yeah, they're all going to, like, the, the despite the fact that the bats are gone, the ground beneath them is still falling out, and they're going to fall to their death. Uh, so, fortunately, like, the helicopter swoops in and saves them in an also extended rescue scene, which just seemed a little unnecessary as well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the Misfits plan is foiled yet again. Um, they're reading a newspaper and see that the holograms are getting great publicity for the rescue, um, and near-death experience. So Pizzazz decides to try a different route, and that's to use her dad's wealth. (laughs) Which Um, I, like, so, I actually love this scene as well. Yeah, it's great. It's dark and hilarious on so many different levels. Yeah. Um, so Pizzazz goes into her dad's office with a quote-unquote business opportunity because she knows that that's the only way that he's ever going to listen to what she has to say. Um, and obviously his eyes light up right away with, like, the news that he could make some money. No, no, Um, no, so what she she initially says is, like, Dad, I have a a business proposition for you, which, yeah, piques his interest, piques his interest, and then she's like... Yeah, like, you know, we're gonna, like, do, like, a rock fashion book. And then Mr. Gabor is like, hmm, rock fashion books are selling well these days. <laughs> and I had to be like, dude, Mr. Gabor, stop enabling your daughter's delusions. Like, we all know, like, there's no such thing as a rock fashion book. You really have to, like, step aside and be a parent for a second. Yeah, I don't understand why he keeps allowing pizzazz to influence his business decisions. Because clearly she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Zero percent. Um, and then, like, Gabor is also like, oh, I hate making snap decisions. Just like, oh, Gabor, also, stop shitting me here. You literally do everything on a whim. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> he calls the NYC office, like, to buy the publisher of the books. And, like, and then the missus are like, oh, great. To which I love this Roxy line of, like, We'll make them. We'll make them look like the jerks they are. And it's like, ah, oh, Roxy, you're always <laughs> coming in so fucking eloquent. I love it. That street urchin 
verbiage is all it hits me to my core i'm like i get what you mean it's like an old-timey street urchin from like a 1950s movie that was overly censored and not what someone would actually say exactly exactly it's like it's vanilla edge right um yeah it's pretty fucking funny um so yeah so they buy the rights to gems fashion book right away rock fashion book Jocelyn. rock what did i say you just said fashion. Book. Yeah, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and they follow them to Nassau in in the Bahamas now. Oh, um, sure. I, do. I literally just said they're at a marina or a dock. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know where the fuck they're going. Yeah, they're in the Bahamas. Um, and yeah, I, again, I'm like, how high budget is this fucking book? Um, and the Misfits crash the photo shoot and they're like, we own you bitches now. Um, basically yeah the publishing company now owns a fashion book and there's nothing that you can do about it clash is the new art director um and to which clash is basically like to the sumi the other art director you can carry my shit (laughs) right and like sumi is basically she takes it like lying on her back and i'm like ah weak dude yeah no it's some serious weak bitch energy here um, really hard and the, all the photos they're also making the gemina holograms take are like manual labor photos <laughs> like swabbing the deck like cleaning tables serving customers and i was like this is sweet sweet revenge like the orphans just like had their comeuppance this is this is what you get for making people do basic bullshit for you all the time for free exactly exactly like no you don't get to kiss a dolphin like no you don't fucking get to sit on a luxury yacht Clean the fucking floor for uh, That being said, though, I thought for there was, like, one... There was one photo of Jem and, like, Shayna, like, serving serving tables. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, like, back-to-back, and they have a bunch of trays on their hand. And I was like, that would be, honestly, kind of a hot look. Or, like, kind of a, like a good photo, maybe part of a series to be like, yeah, I know, like, we're rock icons, but also, like, we're working girls, too. This is us being relatable. Yeah, I do think there is a space for that kind of photography now like I don't know I've definitely seen photo shoots of celebrities like cleaning or doing manual labor or whatever but the misfits are just such elitists that they can't imagine you know cleaning at least pizzazz at least pizzazz who was basically like she's the queen bee of their hive mind so yeah exactly um and then some stuff happens there's a Beefy hot dog guy. Did you notice him? <laughs> he was on screen for like one second. He was like a like a brick house, and he was serving some hot dogs. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't catch that, but I'm always here for like you know some hot dogs being served by a hot D. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm I was I don't know. I'm always on the lookout for like like weirdly beefy men in this show, like random side characters. There weren't enough oh, dude, I, this episode. There weren't enough. Okay, also, I like, and I was going to mention this as soon as we get into this next song. There were not enough of beefy male side characters. Also, part two, Lord of Eyeballs didn't really show up. <laughs> I know. There were no eyeballs this episode. Yeah, to which, and like, as I said, we'll get to it to a second. We have a whole song about developing photos. How were eyeballs not a part of that? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I will say, though, that that music video was pretty good, though. You know what? Let's just draw... Let's, like, dive right into it. Because, so, you know, backstory people, because you're obviously very invested in the narrative that is Gem and the Holograms. 
the like the the photo guy gets all the photos from the various shoots and he basically alludes to like oh i got the photos but i have some photos of the misfit <laughs> doing some stupid shit so like let's get these all developed and he's like yeah guys come to my dark room and everyone's oddly into it which if anyone asked me into their dark room i'd be a little bit wary unless i knew i was gonna get laid right um, like if any which, random man tells you to come into a dark room you run away right unless like there's i already know who they are and i've slept with them before it's like oh this is gonna get fucked up or like in the best way like kind of kinky anyways the photo guy as they're all in his dark room says to rio Rio, turn off the lights. Let's get to work, which I'm like, not the first time you said that to Rio. Right? <laughs> uh, and then we get the song, We Can Change It. And, um... Basically, yeah, kind of like a photo production song. Like, they're all, like, they're making the photos all done up as they're singing along. To which, I mean, yeah, like I said, my main criticism is, like, like, photography, eyeball to camera, lenses. There's so much eyeball action, so much eyeball presence that could be here, but Lord of Eyeballs (laughs) did not appear. Yeah, I think the Lord of Eyeballs and Christy Marks work together. And, or, like, Christy Marks is a channel for the Lord of Eyeballs. And, like, Ricky Mervins, or whatever the fuck his name is, is not, does not have that power. Um, Jocelyn, what you didn't see is me, like, nodding with my eyes closed. Basically, (laughs) yes. Um, because that's the truest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Rick Merwin does not, he's not able to access Lord of the Eyeballs. Like, you mirrored... Christy Marks can't. <laughs> no, we can't. And that made this episode really disappointing, I have to say. Yeah, it felt flat, you know? <laughs> In a weird way. Like, I actually believe that. Like, yeah. it's like if there was, like, 30% more presence of eyeballs, this episode would have been way better. <laughs> I know. Like, if I had a dolphin eyeball and an orca eyeball, I'd be creating my jeans. I wouldn't even know what to do myself. Yeah, they had so many different species in this episode and they didn't even think to use their eyeballs. And you know the Lord of Eyeballs likes to get interspecies or intraspecies. Yes. Um, I actually don't know which one the right one is there. But he really does. He he, bran- he branches though. He's not a human eyeball man. He's an all-encompassing eyeball man. Yeah, an equal eyeball opportunity. Exactly. Eye-portunity. Eye-portunity. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Honestly, we'll this episode, that. like, whatever happens at the end, I actually don't <laughs> care to discuss because I don't remember <laughs> and it's really boring. Yeah, basically, um, the photos come out and like, they basically show how the misfits fucked everything up. Mr. Gabor is pe- like pissed up his ass. And there's actually like a weird scene I do want to talk about for a second because Mr. S- like, uh, it's in Gabor's office. And Pizzazz is there basically saying how, like, oh, you know, these photos didn't come out super well. And then Mr. Sands rolls up, who I guess was a part of the episode earlier. 
Howard Sands, sure, you're always around stalking people. And Howard Sands rolled up. He's like, oh, you know what? I'll take that whole rock fashion book thing off of your hand for a much lower price. And Mr. Gabor was like, sure, all right, let's do it. Right. And I was like, yo, Mr. Gabor, like, where is the businessman? And you literally, like, you already lost money on this, and now you're going to, like, su- like secede more money? Yeah, he's very much the Donald Trump of this universe. I that think. is, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. It's true, it's true, it's true. Like, for a, like, I thought previous episodes, he had, like, a Jack Ma vibe kind of thing. Oh, he's, um, you know. But not anymore, not anymore. That was when I thought he was vaguely Asian, but not anymore. <laughs> Jack Ma only on the basis of his eye shape that and like you know he's a tycoon what <laughs> i don't know that's like the biggest chinese tycoon i know yeah. <laughs> that's true i thought he was an oil tycoon mr gibor maybe that's why that... he keeps fucking up with like these other harebrained schemes because like he's not staying in his wheelhouse you're right. You're he actually. You're right. He is an oil tycoon. I think we may or may not have evidence of that. I'm actually pretty perplexed by that now that we're talking about it. I feel like oil's coming up, come up in the past. Yeah, it's been like ooh, like the oil stocks. Right, oil right. Or like oil fields. I mean, go pump that. <laughs> uh, dinosaurs. Exactly. Um. Okay. One scene I do want to mention is like once the the holograms actually do publish all of their stuff. Um, the fashion publishers store, which is just called fashion publishers, <laughs> is um really hopping. Everyone, dude, is there. super hopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love this rock fashion book, probably because <laughs> they don't know what it is. Right, exactly. They just turned up to be like, "Hey, what is that?" Um, Shayna is wearing a yarmulke for some reason. Is she like a kippah? Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. But is she yeah. is she like of the people? Is that is, are we backstoring Shayna? She's like you know Jewish as well. I don't think she's a black Jew. I don't think <laughs> I don't think the writers of the show know knew that that was possible. And probably not. You're that is very correct. No way they knew that. <laughs> I think they just gave her one anyway, or a very tiny hat. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless. Um, Oh, yeah, and then Rio shows up and gives Jem a hug, and Jem is like, oh, you're really heroic. Jerrica would be so proud. I was like, all right, bitch, whatever. <laughs> and she gives a wink to the camera, because like, like, um, uh, Rio was like, oh, like, how would she know? And then Jer- uh, Jem as Jerrica, or Jerrica as Jem was like, oh, I think she has an idea, then winks. It's like, yeah, bitch. We all know you're Jerrica. Like, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't need to wink at us. Like, we, yeah, like, we, we know. Get it. <laughs> it's pretty apparent. <laughs> yeah, you have not been subtle. Uh, anyway, okay, so we need to talk about who the biggest bitch of this episode is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, right. So also, like, yeah, people, the episode ends and, like, the rock fashion book, for whatever reason, is a success. <laughs> um, but on to more important matters, yes. The baddest bitch of the episode. Yes. Um, hmm. no Honestly, one, yeah. yeah, no one screams out to me. No one gives me bad bitch energy. Maybe, maybe the dolphin who saved Jocelyn, Jerica. I was literally just thinking that. It has to be the dolphin. Yeah, it's the only choice. It's literally the only choice. Not only were they very playful in the beginning and gave like all the hologram smooches, that one <laughs> dolphin saved a bitch's life. 
Um, I'm going to introduce a new category called Misunderstood Bitch. Most Misunderstood (laughs) Bitch of the episode. And that would go to our James Bonds of the Sea. The killer the whale. Yeah. The, yeah. Otherwise known as killer slash orgas. Yeah. We should definitely introduce that. Like most misunderstood bitch, perplexing bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, I want a B word. You know what I mean? Um, bodacious. <laughs> I feel like bodacious is like the opposite of under the radar though. Oh, true. Um, oh, I thought we were just like throwing out adjectives of any sort. Oh, <laughs> I get it. It's usually our vibe. It's just like saying shit. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll, we'll work workshop that. But you're right. Misunderstood bitch of the episode. Orca slash killer whales. We see you. We see you for all you are. We see you. We hear you. We don't understand you, but we stand with you. Jocelyn, that was beautiful. Thank you. Um... Thank you. I really meant it. Um, now on to the more important title. Uh, the weakest big, bitch. Yeah, weakest bitch. Biggest weakest bitch. slash biggest bitch. Jerica, honestly. No, I'm giving it to fucking, um, I don't know, Sumi, the art director. <laughs> what? Okay. Dude, she was, she had a weak, big ener- weak bitch energy the entire time. And let me spell it out for you. Number one. <laughs> Bitch should not jump in that water, even though she was allergic to it. I would have liked to have seen Sumi being like, yo, let me go save, like, a fellow lady. Also, (laughs) she recognized that that platform is very dangerous, but she did not stop her male colleague from making those other women get on top of it and almost die. That's two. Three. She, like, clash walk in and be like, oh, you're the new art director? I guess I will carry all your bags. Super fucking weak. Four... I can't remember another thing she did the entire episode. So, like, there you go. She was obviously mad a week about it. Um, okay. I think that Mr. Gabor was a lot weaker. Just because he's supposed to be a tycoon businessman. That's his entire identity. And he lets his daughter come in and be like, Hey, Daddy, can you buy me a record studio or, like, a fucking fashion book or a publishing company? And he's like, sure. (laughs) And then when it doesn't work out, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll sell it to you for whatever price without even negotiating i i'm there with you on the not negotiating part because pizzazz coming in and asking to buy him things like we've seen that before yeah and i think that's like actually kind of bad bitch energy of like yeah you want this i'll buy it i, I like that okay but the yeah. whole but the whole oh you're gonna lowball offer me and then i'll immediately accept because <laughs> i guess like that was weak big energy beach weak bitch energy i agree with you yeah um, I don't know. I'm down to give it to Sumi because why not? I like your passion. So, honestly, I was not here for Sumi in this episode in the slightest. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, I if we want to go Sumi with a runner up to Mr. Gabor because I really do think he did fuck shit up. So yeah, with um the titles of biggest bitch, baddest bitch misunderstood bitch giving <laughs> to, uh, and it's it's miss like ms dot understood it's like that's how we're that's how we're gonna title that by the way like miss like m-i-s-s exactly like miss is understood but like just misunderstood <laughs> yeah um so the orca is misunderstood <laughs> of this episode <laughs> um yeah sue me is 
Sumi or Mr. Gabor is Miss Biggest Bitch. And right. yeah. Anyway, you guys got it. You guys anyway. got it. We've been through this fucking shit before. You know what's up. Yeah, you know what's up. Um, so anyway, uh, now that we've done all of that, um, please check us out on social media. If you're curious to see our memes, see our zany posts, what have you, um, we have uh, accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them are Gem Girls Podcast. Um, so find us there. And while you're finding us on there and you have like your hand and your cell phone and you're like, you know, cruising through the information superhighway, as the kids call it, um, (laughs) you can go to where you find podcasts um, and rate us and review us. And, you know, we're not like asking you to rate and review us. We're asking you to give us five stars and a positive review. So it's, this isn't one of those, like, hey, tell us how you feel. How can we make the show better? It's like, no, 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 no. Give us five stars and tell us we're amazing. Yeah, um, we have no intention of improving anything on the show. Just Yeah, this is what you're getting, people. This is what you're getting. <laughs> so uh, get on board or get off board, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but don't tell us you're getting off board. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to know that. We don't need to just say you're getting on board and then get off board. Leave the five-star <laughs> review and then leave forever. That's fine. Totally fine with that. We won't know. It's all good. Yeah. But the people will know. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, and that's what matters the most. Exactly. So yeah, um, you know, ratings for reviews and all that jazz. Yeah. And until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. We almost had that one. Yeah, just, you could always mute one of the voices or something. <laughs> <laughs>